It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Good afternoon, my conscious co-creators. Welcome to another edition of the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. I am very, very pleased that you are all here with me today. We have a fascinating guest in store for you today. I am really looking forward to today's show. Um, but before I, I get to introduce him, uh, first, as, as many of you know, uh, I've exchanged uh, our quotes of the day from the universe and from Abraham for a, a small section from my book, Everyday Awakening. So I just thought I would share, uh, again, another section of it. And I'm just kind of going through these in order. So those of you who are loyal listeners who tune in, tune in every week, you're getting to see me go through the whole book. So uh, let's get started. Let's see. Today's section is called Our Physical and Emotional Health Are Interdependent. The connection between our emotions and bodies is much deeper than many people think. As humans, we have a tendency to disconnect the physical from the emotions we feel. We think that being upset or being happy has no effect on how our bodies function, yet the opposite is true. Our feelings are intricately intertwined with our physical bodies. When we are stressed, when we are depressed, when we are frightened, our body's internal mechanisms all shift. Our immune systems don't work as well and blood flows either more slowly or at an accelerated rate. Our digestion starts to shut down, our breathing becomes shallower, and less oxygen makes it into the bloodstream. When we are joyful, happy, and content, our bodies respond by functioning quite well. The immune system works better. The blood flow to all of our organs is steadier. We breathe more deeply, and the whole body is nourished. When we suppress our emotions, the body reacts as well. If we suppress and ignore our emotions over a long period of time, wherever we store these emotions in our bodies suffers from long-term stress and disease begins to form. Advanced science is showing us that there is a direct correlation between our emotional and physical health. So if we genuinely want to be healthy throughout our lives, emotional health is essential. But how do we become emotionally healthy? By expressing our emotions in a safe environment and working through our ups and our downs instead of hiding them. We do not have to act on them, yet we cannot avoid feeling them and giving those feelings 
to to and and allowing those feelings to have a voice that allows us to release them we all need a safe space in which to express ourselves can we find one or two people can you find one or two people you truly you feel truly safe with and express yourself to them a little talking and some real openness can go a long way so uh this uh section of the book is a blog post that I wrote uh, quite a while ago when it it really sort of became obvious to me how when I personally was going through a difficult time when I um sort of was was holding on to these emotions and I didn't even realize it that when I um, you know, practice some of the shamanistic work that I do when I was in ceremony and I was able to release that energy, how much better I felt, how much it was like a weight had been lifted from my shoulders. I didn't even know I was carrying. And somehow I felt more relaxed. I felt, I felt more at ease. And, and I felt like my body was actually responding to things much better and it was really quite interesting because once i did have these emotional releases and once i did let go of these these emotional charges i was holding on to people actually were saying to me hey sam you know you look a little bit younger what have you been doing did you lose weight i always get that did you lose weight i don't know why people always seem to think i'm i was so heavy but it, and the answer was usually i might have but it wasn't the losing the weight it was releasing the the energy i had been holding on to by not expressing by not being present to my emotions and and it's not always an easy thing we have this tendency especially in 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 society in america that it's not good to express our emotions we it's you know men don't cry right or 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 it's not good to be angry and and again i'm not saying we should act upon these emotions it's not about yelling and screaming at another person who who we feel hurt by but it might be about yelling and screaming at a pillow or yelling and screaming at someone who has nothing to do with it, but just asking them to hold space so they know what to expect. Because oftentimes our emotions are so tied up with what we're experiencing from other people that in order to truly release it, in order to be to feel like we're, we've, we're being seen and we're being heard, expressing ourselves with with having other people around witnessing us, it, it really makes such a huge difference, which is why I, I so much believe in the work that I do. Because I've seen the benefits myself in my own life. And so this is just a little reminder that, and, and there've been all kinds of books. And I also just want to say like Dr. Gabor Mate has a wonderful book. Uh, I believe the title is when the body says no, that's all about these studies he did about the in- intricate relationship between a person's emotional health when they were growing up and their physical health. And so when we're experiencing some, something in our lives, something in our bodies, that's just not functioning properly. 
you know, I like to look on the energetic side first, but the emotional side kind of gives us the breadcrumbs that leads us to the energetic side that can kind of show us, you know, where is this really coming from? Because it's not always about, oh, well, you know, I have, I have diabetes, you know, because my, my parents had diabetes. It's not always genetic. We may have a genetic predisposition, but how it is expressed, um, but, and how it is, uh, uh, how it shows up in ourselves. Yeah, we may have a, a predisposition towards something, but it's not going to express unless there's some emotional component to it. Unless, you know, we're, we're holding on to this stress of some situation and we're not letting it go. But it's quite interesting that when we do express ourselves, when we do let go of this energy on a regular basis, you know, somehow we don't get sick quite as much. And especially in today's time when people are more concerned about their health than ever before, if we're really concerned about our physical health, paying attention to our emotional health, our energetic health, our spiritual health helps so much in making sure we're physically healthy. So wonderful little section from my book, Everyday Awakening. And if you like this section and you would like to read the rest of the book, you can find it at everydayawakeningbook.com dot com and it's listed on amazon and it's all the major booksellers books a million barnes and noble um and even some independent bookstores if, if you like to shop at an independent bookstore i like to do that i like to support the independent stores they can actually order it it's, it's in a, a major distributor so they can get it all right so wonderful way to kind of kick us off and uh it is now my pleasure to introduce to you uh my guest um, Serge Kahili King uh, um, has his doctorate in psychology and is well known for his many books. I was actually looking. He's got like, I think, a dozen books or more than a dozen books that he's written. He's videos. He's written articles on Hawaiian culture, shamanism, healing, including, and these are just a couple of his books, Huna, The Ancient Hawaiian Secrets of Mind and Living, Urban Shaman, which I definitely want to know more about that, and Instant Healing, as well as his newest release, which we're going to talk a lot about today, Dreaming Techniques. Uh, Serge has recorded over 5,000 of his own dreams, worked with the dreams of clients at his own hypnotherapy clinics for over 10 years, and has taught about dreams and dreaming in classes and workshops for over 40 years. This guy's no slouch. And he studied the beliefs and practices of dreams and dreaming from many different countries and cultures around the world. Serge, welcome to the Conscious Consultant Hour. Aloha. Happy to be here. Aloha, pleasure to have you. And and dreaming and and the, the whole idea of of lucid dreaming and and daydreaming and all this stuff is, is something I I love to talk about. So I'm really excited to have you on the show today. But but I always like to start off, you know, kind of giving our audience a little bit more about sort of your background and how did you get into this? I mean, what sort of drew you to get a, a doctorate in psychology? <laughs> Wow. Okay. There's a, there's a lot of things. Um, let me start off with the fact that uh, my father had, was adopted by a Hawaiian family when he was a young man. Ah, okay. And so you grew up in Hawaii? In, the, in Hawaii, yes. 
Okay. I said you grew up in Hawaii then. No, no, no. Oh. I grew up traveling. Ah, okay. By the time I was five, I had lived in all 48 states, which is all there was wow. at that time. Uh, and, uh, but anyway, uh, when I got to a certain age, when I became 14, uh, my father asked if I was interested in, in pursuing this kind of knowledge, which was pretty esoteric, but uh, I was very interested. Even before that, kind of strangely to show how the, 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 it was in me already, um, my mother put my sister and I in dance school, and one of the dances that I did, and I was the best dancer, was hula. Uh-huh. I was in Los Angeles when I was very young. Uh, Later in high school, uh, I decided to pick out an instrument and the instrument I chose, I chose without anything from my father or anything else, uh, the ukulele, Uh, which is, which is, I still play. So there was this background already subconsciously. mm. So at 14, I kind of, uh, sort of, kind of officially began the process of learning about this knowledge. And so that's always been in the background uh, with everything that I've done. Mm. Uh, So you see uh, behind me, uh, Mm -hmm. you see a a lot of African things. Uh, My wife and I spent seven years in Africa, Ah. Uh, went there with one child, came back with three. And (laughs) uh, I was doing community development, which Mm. was involved an awful lot, believe it or not, involved an awful lot of psychology. Mm. Learning how to deal both yeah. with the governments, with the U.S. governments, with the Native people. Uh, it was a fabulous experience. I and bet. so when that was over, it was time I decided for my children to go to uh, U.S. schools. Then uh, I decided when I was looking around for what do I do now, I think that I needed and wanted to know more about what psychology itself. So I, mm. I went for my PhD. I already had a master's in um, international management. I so, see. Uh, I got my PhD and began uh, my practice, which, as mm. you mentioned, was uh, a hypnotherapy institute. Beginning. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how I got it. Now, also, I was continued my training when I came back to the States with my shamanic Hawaiian training was with my uh, Hawaiian uncle and uh-huh. uh, this, and I had already started with my Hawaiian aunt when we lived in Los Angeles after coming from Africa and then my Hawaiian uncle continued uh, teaching me and so, I said okay you got it out with you. <laughs> so it sounds like you've had this um, affinity with indigenous cultures ah, almost yes. throughout your whole life that's right. That's wow. Right. Beautiful. All right. Let, let's take our break. It's, it's a good, good place to stop. And then when we come back, I, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the Hawaiian culture, about the shamanism, about, you know, the sort of cultural influence. And then, then we'll, we'll move to, to, into the dreaming techniques and, and that stuff as well. Um, I, I see uh, William on the Facebook Live checking in with us. Beautiful. Thank you for being with us today, William. I'm sure we'll, we'll hear from some other loyal listeners as well. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern time right here on talkradio.nyc and we're 
streaming live the video all over Facebook. And we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Inning. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, and many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Serge Kahili King, author of the book, Dreaming Techniques, and a whole bunch of other books. Um, So Serge, you've, I mean, obviously been exposed to, and you've really had an affinity for indigenous cultures, you know, almost your whole life. Uh, and, And you mentioned that, that your father was adopted by a Hawaiian family, so so when you came back from Africa, did you go and settle in Hawaii right away or, or did you go someplace else first? No, not right away. I had the thought at the time that I needed to be in a, in order to spread what I wanted to teach, I had to be in a, in a, in a central, busy, modern place. Mm. And so we, we settled in Los Angeles. And from there, 
I started traveling around the world. And uh, we, my wife and I, visited Hawaii, okay, uh, once a year, twice a year, three times a year. When we were four times a year, we thought, well, you know, this is, <laughs> it's time <laughs> to go there and live there. And we did that. So we spent 20 years uh, on the island of Kauai. Mm-hmm. And then it's been about 10 years here on the big island. Mm, beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I, I love the big island. Kauai, I didn't make it to Kauai when I was in Hawaii. But next time I go back, I definitely will. Um, and, and one of the things I see with your books, like your book, Huna, Ancient Hawaiian Secrets for Modern Living, it, it's kind of something that I'm very attuned to, which is bringing sort of this ancient knowledge into modern times to learn from it, because there really is something for us to learn from this knowledge that's been around for centuries and even thousands of years. That's right. What do you feel is is something that can be very helpful for people, especially in today's world and with what's going on today, that we can learn from the past and, and from what the elders have, have brought down over the generations in their traditions that can serve us today? Well, there's so much. Yeah. Uh, and part of it has to do, I'd say, the most important part that we find with indigenous cultures all around the world, far more than any of our modern cultures, is living in the present moment. Mm. Yeah. This, is, this is so true that even in the Hawaiian language, uh, they have no... Uh, no word for past, oh. no word for the future. Oh. We tend to think of those as places. They think of them, the past is over, the future hasn't happened yet. This is what counts. Mm, interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's fascinating. Um, and I want to ask you about your book, uh, Urban Shaman. Uh, because typically people think of a shaman as somebody who lives in a small village in, yes. in, in South America, or, or actually the term comes from, from um, uh, Serbia, yeah, from, Ru- from Russia. Um, why did you write Urban Shaman? What well, is it? Let's look at the shaman part first. Okay. Because that's a very misunderstood word. Yeah. Uh, and you're right, it comes from the Tungus people of uh, Siberia. Uh, and that, that was the name that they called this one particular person who did strange things. <laughs> he, he was a healer, but uh, he also had a different uh, connection to nature hmm. uh, and a different way of dealing with, with dreams and, and had these fantasy imaginations where he went on journeys to strange places, but came back with knowledge and power. Um, So not just a psychic, not just a a medicine person, but something completely different. Mm. Uh, Around the world, it turns out that in many, many different places, there are people who do exactly the same thing. They have different terms for the person who does that, but they're doing the same thing. One of the main concepts are this idea of going on journeys, this uh, idea that um, uh, you, you, you can change experience, mm. that everything is alive, aware, mm. and responsive, everything. Mm-hmm. And this, so it's all spirit. Right. And so there's this way of dealing with the world, which is unique. And like I said, there are cultural differences in, in the 
people that I would term as shamans around the world, but they share these general ideas and practices. Right. And, and the same is true of whether they come from Africa or South America or... Like, you know, like I said, they, they, they have cultural differences, but uh, the basics are, are exactly the same. Not like a medicine man, for instance, simply that. Right. Or, or uh, right. psychic or you know, combine all kinds of things. So, so how do we now take that and bring it into our modern urban culture? Well, what happened while I was in Africa is I had this revelation uh, because more and more people were going, moving from the villages to the cities. Right. And the shamans were staying at home. Ah. And in the cities, <clears throat> in the cities is where people really needed this. Yeah. Now, I thought I was being unique, but since I was in an international development um, body, why uh, I quickly learned when I had made this decision, I want to bring this knowledge to the cities. Uh, it turns out that almost at exactly the same time, there were shamans all over the world starting to do the same thing. Mm. And from all different kinds of cultures. Yeah. I mean, it's quite interesting because I've sort of had, had my toe in the water of, of a lot of different spiritual traditions and teachings for god like you know at least 30 35 years something like that and and back when i first got on it there was very 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 little talk of shamanism there was very little uh, just just even in the spiritual community there wasn't but somehow over the last 20 years i would say maybe 10 to 15 years suddenly there's been this big explosion of interest and and curiosity about shamans shamanism and sure. th and that whole and perspective but as typical distortion too yes when something absolutely. becomes that more widely known distortion comes in as well absolutely 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 now you mentioned that one of the things that a shaman is is typically adept at is techniques around dreams Yes. And um, you talk about in your book, dreaming techniques, about night dreams, daydreams, and liminal dreams. Right. What are the difference between those three types of dreams? <laughs> well, we have night dreams at night, we have daydreams during the day, <laughs> and we can get into more detail of that. But uh, liminal dreams, we also have, but that's a strange one. Um, the publisher chose that word, and it's a pretty mm -hmm. good one. It means on the border. Ah. It means the things that happen that shouldn't happen. They don't have any kind of scientific basis whatsoever. Uh, a simple example is when people will go to a, a, a battlefield, a place like uh, Gettysburg, it's well-known. Mm -hmm. Why then they will, <clears throat> some people at some times, will hear the battle going on, and there are uh, others who will actually see it happening. Uh, and so this is what we've been called liminal. It's I see. Where there's something that can't be physically there, but is there. Lots of experiences in Hawaii about the same kind of thing. Uh, villages appearing uh, in these in plains where people see other people walking and acting and 
and then it just fades away again. Uh, so this is a worldwide phenomenon. Ah, I see. I see. And and what sort of inspired you to to focus for your most recent book on this whole area of dreaming? Well, when I when I started working uh, doing the hypnotherapy work, and of course mm-hmm. dreams were a big part of that. Uh, and then <clears throat> I became familiar with the books on dreaming that it was all over the place, but they were almost always about interpretation. Yeah. <clears throat> so as I began recording my own uh, and studying and analyzing those and comparing them to what other people did, why uh, it seemed to me that there was an awful lot left out. Mm. And so I wanted to fill in what I saw as a huge gap in the knowledge about dreams. Mm. And when we dream at night, I've heard it said, I've heard you know, different people describe it sort of different ways. And, and one of the, the ways that someone once described it is it's a way for the unconscious mind to process the energy that we've experienced throughout the day. Sure. I mean, that's one idea. Mm-hmm. The idea that uh, neurosurgeons have is that it's just noise in the neurons. Ah. I mean, just lots of different ideas. Right. So I like to focus on, we have to have an idea to work with something. So what's a practical idea? Right. Which means what can we do about and with dreams? Right. Right. And so that's what I try to focus on in the book. Wonderful. So view, um, the view I prefer, mm-hmm. I'm making up these ideas, okay? Mm-hmm. The view I prefer is the one about parallel worlds. Ah. That makes the most sense to me because we have all of the experiences in a dream, sometimes in a strange environment, but all the experiences that we have here. Right. We have memory, we have imagination, we have wonder, we have anger, we have fear, we have happiness, we have laughter. We, all the things that we experience in what we call this real life, we also experience in the dream life. Right. Um, okay, let's, uh, and, and I really want to ask you a bunch of questions around lucid dreaming. Okay. Um, so let us take, it's time for our next break. So let's take this break. And when we come back, I want to really dive in about this whole idea of lucid dreaming, because personally, I find that fascinating. And I have, and it's something that I'm looking to explore myself in more. Um, And I've I've heard it said that that's a way of maybe using more of our unconscious, like getting access to our unconscious mind. So maybe, maybe not. It's an idea. (laughs) So uh, let's take this break and we'll come right back. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. My guest this hour is Serge Kahili King, author of the book, Dreaming Techniques, and many other books. He's got look for him on, on Amazon. There's tons of books out there. And we will be right back after these messages. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. 
Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're speaking with Serge Kahili King, author of the book, Dreaming Techniques. I have tons of questions around lucid dreaming. Um, before we get there, though, uh, I'm just curious, what is the Hawaiian uh, uh, Huna view of dreaming? Uh, well, <clears throat> traditionally, Hawaiian, uh, it's um, two things. It's well, more than two, but anyway, uh, memories of the ancestors, okay, wow. um, information from the ancestors that that can help with things in life. Sometimes um, we can call it a dream, but it's the awareness of a of a, and usually during a dream where somebody is asking for help and guides you as to what to do to go and help them, uh, mm-hmm. even if it's to help retrieve their bones. Let's say they've died. And the bones were a very, very important part of old Hawaiian culture. Uh, so that's part of it. But one of the curious things traditionally is that they believe that um, it was possible for a dream lover uh, who might come to a woman and actually produce a live baby. Oh, interesting. So that was one of the uh, common things in, uh, in in legends and things like that. So they had some there was a strong connection between dreams and 
waking life. Got it. Got it. So I want to ask about lucid dreaming. But before we get there, William on the Facebook Live asks about he would just like to remember his dreams. Um, because oh, I guess before we can have a lucid dream, you got to remember it. So yeah, that's any, true. any, any uh, quick tips for like how to sure. be better at remembering our dreams? Sure. One of the very best is to start keeping a journal. Mm. Uh, this is by far the best. You see, the problem is one of the two reasons we don't remember the dreams very well is that we don't think they're important. Mm. Uh, the other one is we, we have the dream, well, that was a great dream, and then we get up and be active and it fades out. Right. That's, That's what happens to me all the time. Yeah, I right. remember That's my dreams common. when I wake up, but so, I don't write them down, so then I forget them. So that's why I began writing mine down. So sometimes I would write six, eight dreams a night. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, because I kept the journal in. Well, it kept me awake a lot, but boy, <laughs> did I learn a lot. Uh, and so in remembering, journaling is the easiest. Now, the simple way to journal mm -hmm. is if you wake up, you have a dream, write down some keywords. You don't have to do what I did, which was write the whole thing out. Just write down some keywords, and that'll help you remember good parts of it uh, mm -hmm. the next morning. Mm -hmm. Just keep a little pad there. So that's one way. There are some things, strangely enough, that seem to uh, help remembering. Um, well, affirmation that you will remember is one thing to do. Um, how can I put it? When you relaxation, when you wake up, or when you wake up, you had a dream, you start to move, move back in the position you were in when you woke up, that'll often bring the dream back. Yeah, I heard that. That's a good one. There are some kinds of foods, strangely enough. Oh. And uh, don't know why, but somehow or other, cheese seems to have an effect on dream recall. Oh, interesting. I haven't a clue as to why or how. Wow. I found that very common. Um, sometimes you can um, put a, some people find that they'll have better recall if they put a crystal under their pillow. Mm. I did an experiment once where I taped a crystal to my head, went to sleep, had a dream about getting on a bus and walking back. And a woman in the bus said, oh, look at that guy. He's got a crystal on his head. Yeah. <laughs> in the dream. So wow. I guess strange effects. All right. We, we don't have a lot of time. So I want to move Okay, on. let's go on. Uh, lucid dreaming. Let's define lucid it first. Dreaming. And then how do we get there? Sure. So first of all, you have to have a, a kind of a, a system of understanding. There are different ideas about lucid dreaming. Mm -hmm. So uh, I have divided lucid dreams into uh, four types. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, one, it's lucid when you are dreaming and know who you are. Mm. I've had many dreams where I've been other people, other things, other even animals. But when you know who you are or somebody comes up and, tell, and says your name, uh, that's a lucid dream. Okay. Another type of lucid dream is when in the dream you consciously make a change. Mm -hmm. uh, that's lucid. Right. You're not just passively experiencing whatever happens. Right. Okay. Uh, another one is uh, recognition that it's a dream. This is, hey, this is an illusion. 
Ah. But you don't necessarily do anything about it. You're just aware that ah. it's real. Okay? It's not real in, in this outer sense. Right. And then what I, my final one is that awareness that you're dreaming and you consciously change something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the, the one time that, well, I, the one time that I remember when I realized in my dream that I was dreaming, I, I was able to affect the dream, which, which to me is, is what I've always wanted to be able to experience lucid sure. dreaming so that then I can, in a way, direct the dream to meet somebody, experience something, learn something to, to, to make the dream useful. So uh, okay, let me give you, let me give you some ways to do that. Yeah, please. And I'll make it short and simple because, you know, of our time. Yeah. Uh, I do a lot of ways in the book, but uh, there's two kinds of practices that uh, are very effective. Uh, one comes from what is called dream yoga, uh, practiced by Tibetan uh, Buddhists and it's a terrible name because they don't do yoga. But anyway, uh, what they do is they'll sit and they'll go into a, what I call a B state. It's your eyes closed, you're half awake, half sleeping. And you create a vision. Uh, one of the most famous ones, and I've done this, one of the most famous ones is to have a tree burning. Here's a tree yep. burning and you go, a tree. A tree burning? Yes. Gotcha. And then you go forward and put out the fire with your hands without getting burned. Ah, okay. That's that's a kind of like a standard technique or place that you try to get to. Okay. okay. But imagining, it's your imagination which is creating this and you are taking action. Gotcha. The other way, interesting, is play video games. A study has been done that shows that uh, most video gamers are also the most lucid dreamers. Really? Well, you think about it. They're in a virtual world, virtual world. Yeah. an alternate world, making decisions and changing things. Yeah. And they practice that over and over and over again. Gotcha. Got you. I wonder, is there a particular kind of video game that's best for that? <laughs> Any of the ones where, where you are the character, main character, and you are making changes. Changes. Got it. That's the idea. Got it. So, however, whether you're doing it with a game or you're doing it with your imagination, Nation. You're scenarios in which you are doing what you want to do when you're fully dreaming. Got you. So, so it's almost like if you sit and meditate, and just imagine some fantasy scenario where you're taking yeah. action in the scenario. It's yeah. like you're training yourself to be able to do that when you're asleep. That's right. Gotcha. So even the Dalai Lama has said that one of the highest aspects of consciousness is when you can go into that state and be on the edge of full dreaming and stay there. Ah. That's where you have this awareness of being able to do something and aware that it's a dream. Ah, I see. I see. Interesting. Um, we just got about a minute before break, and, and this may be a question that takes a much longer answer, but um, we can start and, and then you know, maybe we'll come back. What is the benefit of lucid dreaming? Ah, benefit for lucid dreaming is self-confidence. Oh. And awareness. 
Ah, that's a great benefit. I see. I see. I'm, why does lucid dreaming lead to self-confidence? Because you are changing things. Ah. You are taking action. You're not being passive and a, and a victim of the universe. I see. I see. So it's, it's an empowerment exercise in Absolutely. a way. Absolutely. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Okay, great. Great. Um, all right. I do want to ask you a couple more questions around lucid dreaming. Let's take our last break of the show and then we'll come back. And then at the end, we'll let people know like how to get in touch with you and, and, and where to find the books and everything. So everybody, please stay tuned. You're listening to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We do this every Thursday, 12 noon to 1 p.m. Eastern right here on talkradio.nyc. We've been speaking with Serge Kahili King, author of the book, Dreaming Techniques. And we will be right back after this. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to the Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity. We're talking uh, this hour with Serge Kahili King, author of the book Dreaming Techniques, and we're talking all about lucid dreaming. Um, does lucid dreaming get easier as you remember your dreams more? Uh, you still need to practice it. Ah. Because the dreams are so wide and varied. Mm. And but uh, one of the things it does is help you. Well, that gets into nightmares. It's not exactly, but you can you can when you were practicing lucid dreaming enough uh, change a nightmare 
into something where you are empowered again. Okay? Mm. There are other ways to change the effects, but in the lucid dreaming, that's what you can do. Is there a spiritual significance to lucid dreaming? Uh, I don't know what you mean by that. Mm. Good, 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 good response. Um, can we use lucid dreaming to develop ourselves on a fundamental energetic level? Well, again, we mentioned about how it helps us to be more confident. Yes. But is there uh, something deeper than confidence that we get from it? Well, you see, when you are able to begin changing things, it also means you can change yourself. Ah. See? And it also means you, you can migrate that talent from the lucid dream into waking reality. Uh, and you discover ways of being able to influence, not control at all, because mm -hmm. the world is too big, mm -hmm. but influence events in the waking life. Ah, uh, I see. As well, when I say events, I mean even your own health, wealth, well-being, and consciousness. Um, I'm curious. I know a lot of people have talked about and and a lot of teachers, spiritual teachers have talked about how the, the reality is really a dream itself. Sure. How, how do you feel about that? Oh, absolutely. Really? <laughs> Think about this for a moment. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you really, I'm trying to make this as short as possible, but you can go deeper in the book. If you look at how all of our senses work, which is what we use to experience this reality we're in. Mm -hmm. Every one of the senses is totally dependent on external energy being transformed into electromagnetic pulses that are carried by neurons to some part of the brain and interpreted. Right. Right. It's not a direct experience. It's Absolutely an interpretation. Not. It's not a direct experience. Neither is a dream. Ah. So even on a physiological way of looking at this, we're not experiencing what we think we're experiencing. Hmm. I see. I see. And you talked about... Um, Sort of as we become adept at lucid dreaming, like we we're better able to sort of affect the world around us or or, or influence. Let's just say, oh, yeah, it's great for getting parking places. Ah, <laughs> so so that's what I was going to say. It's like if if we're able to lucid dream, right? We we've developed that technique. You know, can can I? You know, it, would I be able to like lucid dream and affect something? that I want to change in my life. Like, you mean um, from the dream? Yeah. Like, like I, I dream, I, I have this lucid dream and maybe in the loose, in the dream and it starts off and I'm maybe there's some anxiety around money, let's say, right. Because okay. maybe things are a little tight. So I have this anxiety dream around money, but then I change the dream where I no longer have anxiety around money, but money is flowing to me and people are paying me and I get more con customers, clients, whatever, you know, more work. Can that then sort of spill over into waking reality where now we start to become more successful? Not unless you continue the process when you're awake. 
Ah. So that, for instance, here you are awake, you've had this lucid dream, the lucid dream is not required, but it's helpful for this. And then you start imagining piles of money in all the corners of your house. Mm. Start imagining vividly the clients coming, the, the awareness growing. Uh, you have to carry that and practice it. You uh, practice lucid dreaming while you're awake, in other words. I see. I see. So you want to continue that visualization and, and use that art of visualization in conjunction with the dreaming. Sure. But it's visualization plus intention plus emotional energy. Mm, mm, mm. I see. I see. What do you hope readers of the, of your book will will get out of the book? Like like what's your what was your intention behind the book where you're exploring all these different dreaming techniques you're exploring daydreaming, night dreaming, liminal dream all these different aspects. Well, the book is full of techniques, you see. Ah. Which is going to give them all kinds of different ways of improving, expanding and changing their life. Mm. Mm. Given the, the challenges that we have around us in today's world, um, in, in some ways we're more connected, in some ways we're more disconnected. How can dreaming help us in relation to other people in our lives? A dream is, is an important thing, okay? One of the most basic important things in the entire book. Once you've had a dream, it's a memory. Mm-hmm. You can change the memory. Mm. When you change the memory, you change the effect of whatever that original experience was. So you have memories of how you interacted with people. Those are just memories. There's nothing sacred mm. about that. Right. Change the memory. Ah. Some way that you can believe is good. And you'll start, you start being able to change the relationship. Mm -hmm. it's interesting it kind of brings to mind how just about everyone i know who's lost a loved one a parent a sibling a partner that not always right away but eventually that person shows up in their dream oh sure i see my father once in a while oh do you yeah is that a way of of helping us to either continue the relationship or to maybe resolve some unresolved energy around that relationship? Sometimes, sometimes it can be a, a, a thing that starts on the resolving if that's what you want to do. Hmm. And so you take that as, as an opportunity then to recall memories of your relationship hmm. and change those memories into good ones. Hmm. Hmm. That's very, very powerfully healing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're getting close to the end. I'm, I'm just curious. You, you've been involved in this work. You, you've studied indigenous cultures, instant healing, uh, all these things for many, many years. I'm, I'm curious. Do you have? Have you experienced anything that you would consider a miracle or something that was just so? amazing like you had no way to explain it oh sure lots of times uh -huh. can, can you uh, give us just, just well, one example one example was an experience when i was in africa mm -hmm. and um we had to cross a bridge on my land rover 
and there was a truck already on the bridge and it was a narrow bridge and the driver went for it anyway, bam, blackout. We're on the other side of the bridge, heading for a tree. We hit the tree, but it was soft. Huh. Got out, looked at the bridge. There was one foot and a bump on the truck where we passed it, one foot wide. Wow. And then the tree we moved into, I went out and looked at it. This heavy steel bumper was shaped like, like coming around like this. And there's the tree bit, and there's like this. Huh. That's one and only. Wow. Wow. So it was like you literally went through a truck <laughs> and hit a yeah, tree. Yeah, that's right. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you, Serge. I appreciate it. I just, I just love, I just love stories like that. Anyway, um, if people want to learn more about you or, or, uh, you know, contact you, what's, what's the best way for them to do that? Okay. We have a website, www.huna.org. Uh, and we have um, lots of things that people can do. They can ask for healing. Uh, we have a group that does that, no charge. And we also have uh, uh, over 300 articles that are available at no charge uh, by myself and by a lot of other people on all, all kinds of excellent things to, to learn about. We have uh, a Facebook on my Facebook page uh, where I, I post different kinds of things. And we have also posted on the Facebook page, I have almost 200 videos and video clips of lectures and, and talks that I've done that are also available at no charge. Oh, wonderful. Very, very generous. And then there's the books on uh, the, uh, the Huna store, which is huna.net, mm -hmm. uh, but, or Amazon, if you want to scroll through the list. Right. How many books have you written? It was a huge I, number. I, I believe it's about 19 now. 19. Wow. Wow. Just wrote two of this by the start of this year. Oh, Amazing. Amazing. Wonderful. Well, Serge, it was a pleasure to have you on my show. Thank you so much for getting up so early in the morning in Hawaii to come on the show <laughs> yeah, today. You see how light it is now? It's because the sun's up. Yes, yes, I see. <laughs> it's been a pleasure for me, too. Thank you very much. You're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. Listen, you, I, I wish you all the best with what you're doing. When I make it back to Hawaii, not if, because I'm definitely coming back, I, I definitely would love to, to see you in person and get together. That would be good. All right. And of course, thank you, my loyal listeners, for tuning in today. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you missed any part of today's show, you can always catch the recording. It'll be posted later today or tomorrow on www.talkradio.nyc. And we're all over all of the, the podcasting applications. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon. Now we're on Pandora. Pandora just picked us up. So um, you can definitely just do a search for the Conscious Consultant Hour and you can catch the recordings. And please, if you enjoyed today's conversation, if there was some value in it for you, share it with your friends. Let other people know about it as well. So thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we will be back, of course, uh, tonight. Oh, 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 before I forget, tonight on Graham Dobbin's show, The Mind Behind Leadership. He's interviewing a really fascinating guy about leadership. Yes, yours truly. So, so make sure you stay tuned tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc, Graham Dobbin, The Mind Behind Leadership, and tomorrow starting at 10 a.m., of course, 
all of our amazing uh, business-related shows uh, and, and of course, you know, throughout the network. And we've got some fascinating shows coming up. May, you're going to be amazed at how many new shows are, are joining the network in May. So uh, if you have not yet, sign up for our newsletter so you can keep in touch. Just go to talkradio.nyc, click on the Join the Tribe button and join our newsletter. Thank you all for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of the day, week, weekend, and we will talk to you next week. Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.
Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.